Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This week on the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus, we're going to discuss 10 movie soundtracks that were, for the most part, performed by all one band or artist. Stick around. You're listening to the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus, changing rock history one podcast at a time. Boys and girls, moms and dads, children of all ages, welcome back to the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. My name is Lou Lombardi, aka Ludini. And before we get started into anything tonight, if you love great guitar driven rock, you love these kind of conversations, you love talking about the stuff, you love hanging out with cool people who are into it, maybe you're interested in some of my own music and some exclusive stuff, go to lulombardirocks.com. All kind of cool stuff just for you there. So check it out at lulombardirocks.com. Tonight, on the podcast, we have our, uh, the power trio is in full force. We've got Keith the Hawk Hawkins chiming in from all the way down there in New Orleans. What's going on down there in New Orleans? That's right. It's, it's hot and sticky. Hot and sticky. Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> Rock candy, baby. <laughs> hot, sti- sweet, and sticky. It's good. It's very, very, very brutal, man. Going to bed. I know, I know. We're, we're, we're getting a little, we're getting, we're getting, we're, we're getting some, we're heat. getting minor brutality here. Just, it's yeah. not, not what you guys got. Well, but, no, uh, it's you know, it's very, it just gets at the point where it's freaking stifling hot at ten in the morning. You know, it's ridiculous. Yeah, but it's something I'll never get used to. But it is what it is. It is what it is. And uh, we also have Lily V Six here with us today. What's up, What's Lily? Up? Hola, hola. Lily is uh, looking for employment. <laughs> so if you, if you. Uh, you know, she's. Are, would you work? Would you do a work from home thing? If I, yeah, if I had to. She'd do anything. <laughs> She'd do anything within reason. Within reason. Within reason. Now, Not get excited. Like, calm down, everybody. Put it back in your pants. I don't do bathrooms. <laughs> Billy Altman, <laughs> calm down. Oh, no, no. <laughs> so, anyways, guys, uh, back with Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. We have a, a, I don't know, I think that all of three of us are pretty big movie fans as well as music fans. So whenever we can kind of like bring the two things together, we try to do that. We're kicking, did you see my, I don't know, did you reply, did you see Keith talking about possibly doing a show on best uh, fictional bands in horror movies? Yeah, I saw that one. I called That might be fun. Uh, yeah, I've got seen briefly. Uh, give me Give me an example. Yeah, I you don't know. I would have to talk about it. I don't know. I don't know. But I'm just saying maybe maybe for the future. So we like movies as well as music here a lot. So occasionally we try to mix the two together if we can. Captain Geach and the Shrimp Shack Shooters. There we are. And <laughs> boom goes that's, the dynamite. Okay, that's what I figured. Yeah, I'll do the O'Neaters. The O'Neaters, yes. You got it with that. The O'Neaters. Is, is The Wonders a horror movie? I'm not sure. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I mean, it's a pretty good movie, but it's definitely not a horror movie. So, no. uh, okay. I mean, to some it might be. <laughs> Anyways. What the uh, the, what's the name of the band in, the, in Dusk Till Dawn? What was the name of that band at the oh, end? Crap. I have no idea. 
Oh, give me a minute. I, I, I know that movie very well. It's not coming to me, in a, but I'll get it. I'll get it here in a minute. Uh, before we go too, too far into things, a couple of things. I got to give a shout out to some of our partners. I want to shout out to Rock Rage Radio. Go to rockrageradio.com. Download that app, guys. And you can listen to great guitar driven rock 24 seven. You don't have to just wait for once a week for the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. Um, also, our uh, and I mentioned before we started the uh, podcast, but I'll, I need to mention it now is our sponsor. Uh, Wolf's Customs, Chris Thunderwolf Dotson and company at wolfscustoms.online. You know, there's no reason to get up on stage with the same boring looking instrument. Have get a hold of Chris. He could do all kind of great customization for you. Uh, he sent me some cool picks that he did and everything. So he's a great guy. Very easy to work with. Very accommodating. Does awesome work. So go to wolfscustoms.online and tell him that Ludini sent you. We are talking about a bands that you know did the whole soundtrack pretty much themselves okay we're not gonna like you know you know if there's one or two you know little things in there maybe but for the most part the band uh, did the whole soundtrack themselves uh or rock artist we can open it up to rock artist as well but what we don't want to say is like well john williams because he did all the music of star wars <laughs> no, uh, well, he's that's not like not... a rock artist it's that's not this guy he's a composer we're talking about rock bands or rock artists pop artists uh that, that did pretty much the whole a whole movie soundtrack themselves and we're going to get right into that in a minute but we always like to start the show off with some music this is dead man's whiskey last train we're going to be right back to talk about rock artists doing movie soundtracks so stick around
absolutely do not, under any circumstances, want to miss that last train home, Lily. Keith. I'll walk. Dead Man's Whiskey, guys. Check him out. <laughs> uh, really good bluesy I liked rock it. thing. Cool stuff there. Yeah, Dead Man. Oh, these guys are these guys are British. Deadmanswhiskey.co.uk. So check them out on the internet. All right, so let's get into our topic today, which are movies where the soundtrack is done pretty much all by one artist. I, I... So who's going to start first? You tell me, yo. Why do you get a butthole face? Good, yo. <laughs> Lily. Get, get, it, get it running. Get it, get get it, it running, Lily. Forward. All right. I'm, I'm going to do a horror movie. Uh, which what? I think everybody's seen. Uh, Trick or Treat. Well, everybody in this room has seen probably. Trick or Treat. Uh, all done by Fastway. Um, it was their fourth album. And the soundtrack to the horror film Trick or Treat. Um, also, the final album to feature Dave King on vocals. The movie is super fun, cheesy horror like I like. Uh, Skippy from Family Ties was in it. So that was uh, that's great. And it makes special appearances by Ozzy and Gene Simmons. Um, I think the whole album's great from title to the credits. Uh, at the end, and um, I literally just bought the CD to have for my collection of things. I have not seen that in many, many time. years. Many, many years. And I really you could want- actually find it on YouTube for free. Yeah, I, I might. I wanted to rewatch it just because I know that it's like a cheesy, fun kind of silly. Oh, it's, you know. it's definitely pretty bad, but the soundtrack. I mean, it's on. They have a they have a cool sound to them. They're like almost an ACDC vibe. You know, it's pretty straight ahead rock and roll. Say what you will. That was their big. Uh, Radio hit. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Fast Eddie Clark, Pete Way. Fa- yeah, like, most, like Way. most of mine, for that, for, for whatever reason, that soundtrack is a lot better than the movie. I mean, even oh, though yeah. there, are, there are cameos by Ozzy, Gene Simmons plays a DJ in it, and it does have Skippy. So, I mean, <laughs> even Skippy couldn't save that movie to be good. But, you know, know. It, does, it does have some it does have some rocking tunes in it, so there you go. <laughs> the, the, the music saves it. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, that's pretty much that's how it works on that end. <laughs> it's always fun to watch once a year. So. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I need to revisit. Um, I'm always up for some cheesy cheesy eighties horror. horror. Yeah, nineteen eighty six. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so um, I recommended one to Lily a couple weeks ago, and I can't remember the top of my head. I got to look it back up. With a really, it was a um, mausoleum. Yeah, I wrote it down. It's on my list of things. And uh, the pl- former Playboy playmate is in it, and. Um, Keith, are you? Do you remember? Um, Mausoleum. Um, what's his name? He was a child preacher, and then he came out and debunked religion, and he became a uh, Marjo uh, Mar- Mar- Marjo Gortner. Do you remember him? We'll have a talk. We'll have a drunk talk about that. So, what do you got on your list, Keith? Well, let's, we'll, we'll stay with the eighties uh, cheese movies that were. <laughs> this movie couldn't have been good if it, you know had De Niro as the main character, but we're going to stay with uh flag. This is uh flash Gordon flash uh, Gordon with the, with, <laughs> with the, with the soundtrack done exclusively by queen and they'll maybe pop up again somewhere else. But, uh, it's, it's a, it's a bad movie. It's, it's really bad. I mean, I don't know what else to say about it. It's uh, you can watch that movie a hundred times. Actually, there's, I mean, Max von Sydow, who just died not too long ago, is actually a really good actor, but he couldn't save that movie either as Ming Merciless himself. But <laughs> Sam Jones, Sam Jones is a freaking awful one. It, I mean, it's just a well, shitty movie. What do you expect but, from a Playgirl playmate? <laughs> yeah, but but at the same time, the movie once again, the movie, the music rocks and it saves the movie. I think. I mean, when you can see a string on the spaceship, 
you got problems, man. I mean, I don't know about the effects on that. I mean, I don't know they let six-year-olds do the effects. I mean, I've had science projects in school where the volcano erupts look cooler than that shit, man. When you hug the planets, you couldn't see the strings, right? In your (laughs) shadow box, yeah. Yeah, but if you remember the original flat, well, you don't because we're all wait. None of us are that old, right? Uh, But (laughs) if you looked at the original Flash Gordon thing ever, it's like that, and I kind of felt it like. There was a sort of, you know, it was a kind of nod to that. So I, none of that really bothered me. I just took it as a fun, cheesy movie. It absolutely makes no sense. It's 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 stupid with a capital S. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I mean, but, like but I said, when it's... Queen does that with that, dum, 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 right? You're like, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that's just rocking. I mean, that whole the, the movie. I mean, like I said, the music through the entire movie. I mean, it's just it's it's awesome. No matter what they do, they just capture the mood of the movie. I mean, you know, it's just. Unfortunately, the movie just didn't live up to. I don't know what it did at the box office. I thought very well, but uh, it's one of the movies you watch. It's probably one of the movies you watch like Trick or Treat. Maybe you watch them as a double feature. There you go. go Having a cheesy movie night. Then you go and puke (laughs) everywhere. I don't know, but it's just a. It's it's a bad movie. Great, great soundtrack though. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know where the movie ranked either, but the soundtrack went twenty three. So that's all that matters. Well, (laughs) Mausoleum is a terrible movie and has a bad soundtrack, but it's got a Playboy playmate in it who's hot is. You know, all get out, and she gets naked. So, like, I Isn't could. That most yeah, I was like, it's, it's, it's fantastic. Um, so, all right, I'm gonna. Um, I, boy, there's so many, but here's one I'm gonna pick because this is another movie. It's a shame that these rockers don't seem to do better movies because this is another movie that's like really. In fact, the director of this movie would love to remove his name from it. Um, this director has went on to do like some really important films, <laughs> you know, like movies that are like legendary, like The Elephant Man and Blue Velvet. But before he did all that stuff, he made the big bucks with Dune. Um, Dino De Laurentiis and company, you know, you know, brought him in and said, David Lynch, you're going to make Dune. We're going to pay you a whole bunch of money. Then you can go do whatever you want. Kind of like the way Stanley Kubrick did with Spartacus. He hated it the whole way through, but he loved the cast and he loved working with the band Toto. And Toto does the music to Dune, in case you didn't know that. They don't do any singing. There's some, like, uh, stuff like some that. Some little harmony there. type stuff. Yeah, but it's cool to when they're, like, when they're racing over the thing. Again, it's cheesy uh, effects with the, with sandworms. But you hear Steve Lukather's crunchy guitar and stuff like that. It kind of makes it a little more epic. But it's a cool thing. It's something that I did not think that Toto would do. And when I heard they were doing the music, I was like, are they going to do, like, a pop funk you know, you know, like a Steely Dan. I don't know what they were going to do. You know, they're going to be like Rosanna. But they they <laughs> stepped up and did like this kind of like, you know, I think that the the problem with that soundtrack, though, is, is they they sh- I, I would love to them to have a great song like the Flash song mm-hmm. or Who Wants to Live Forever from Highlander, something like that, like those guys did. They just they they didn't do that. They're purely like a background, you know, supporting the 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 weird movie that it became. Um, so anyways, uh, yeah. So Toto doing Dune, it's something I think a lot of people don't know or remember. So there you are. Toto. Toto. Gotta love Toto. Toto, man. Thank you very much. Rosanna's going to be stuck in my head for at least a decade now. It's for a decade. <laughs> so, so there's worse Toto's songs that stuck in your head. Toto's one of the bands that did not yet in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. They probably should be there too. Toto they they be, should probably be there. They should for they sure be there. I'll have to put the, Toto petition on pretty soon for them. Now. <laughs> Toto petition. 
Except except they did that song Africa, which is now considered very racist. Um, so so what do you got? What's next, Lily? Uh, so I have another bad movie. This one's from the nineties. How how does this happen? We all pick bad movies. Well, I, I have I think I have a couple that are. I'm gonna pick a good movie, even though it may not be real well known. Next, okay. okay. That's fine. Well, this one is called She's the One, and Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers did the entire oh, yeah, album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it was their ninth studio album. Um, romantic comedy. I, I didn't like it ever, and I used to love romantic comedies when I was naive and stupid. Um, it did get out to number 15 on the charts. Uh, some were actually recorded for Wildflowers, like Walls slash Circus, um, and uh, Climb That Hill and Change the Locks. And then I think it's kind of uh, one of the underrated ones in the group because I think a lot of people forget it. Forget so, that they did so would you say that the music is like the best thing about that? Absolutely. Movie? There's one on my <laughs> list, and I believe it's on Keith. I'm gonna let Keith talk about it. I'm not gonna say it because uh, there's one on I think both on Keith and I's list. It's the same kind of thing where the music is absolutely killer, and the movie is uh, like a nightmare. It's just terrible. But um, it's not well, funny. Was the, yeah, that was the thing I said when, when I don't know what we were discussing. Maybe it was a late night. Yeah, I was only me. partially reading that because I was bartending. <laughs> I was yeah I was I mentioned I was like I thought that for me guess what I don't even have freaking ten I'm gonna have to make out make up a couple. It was like <laughs> the 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 uh, subject was bad movies but great soundtracks. That's what I was thinking about what I was doing. That's why I got so many bad movies because I was just oh, going with okay. these, these movies. These movies suck. But the soundtrack saves it, but you can't save the movie. But the soundtrack. I was and I was and I was drinking during that conversation as well too. And I took. Yeah, it that's. To me well, and, I'm gonna start, you know, giving you a reminder because I'm in the. When you're when you're all pissed up, we have to talk again. <laughs> And I thought we were talking about uh, bands that like pr- like the band primarily did one band pr- primarily did most of the of the music. So so anyways, it's a podcast. So let's have Who fun cares? with it. We'll see where it goes. <laughs> what do you got next, Keith? Well, since we're talking about uh, bad movies, since that's what I'm going to keep the ongoing theme here. Uh, this one is um, a bad movie. <laughs> and it's kind of it's kind of real bad, actually. It's uh, Maximum Overdrive. It's based, on, it's, based, it's based on a Stephen King, uh, I think a short story maybe called Trucks, and it has Emilio Estevez and I don't even know who else. Doesn't but I matter. know that ACDC does the entire soundtrack by themselves. And there's actually some cool songs on the soundtrack, but the one standout track for me is they don't do this very often. Is a instrumental called DTs, mm-hmm. which was actually a very cool. Uh, very grooving track. I don't hear an ACDC do. I don't know how many ACDC instrumentals there are in the world, but that's that's a good one. If they did more than one. I would, if I stand corrected, but that's a very cool track. That's one of them ones when I was a kid. I would always try to play along to. It was a really fun song. To Dude, to when when the Green Goblin or whatever shows up on the front of the truck and all that, I like lose my mind. That's <laughs> like what the what the hell. Is but that is another movie. Like if you get you know you have to get a few drinks in you you you, you know what it's you're going to expect. You watch and you can rock yeah, out I mean, songs. And Stephen King is actually in it. Yeah. And ride and, on, ride on. Oh, you stole my thunder. Sorry. That's what I was going to talk about. Because ride on is a slow blues that they do on that, and that oh, is yeah. one of my favorite Mal- or Angus Young solos of all time. That is some. He's like listen to the solo on it. That is some serious blues playing. Um, it, it 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 just knocks me out every every time I hear it. Um, but yeah, ACDC is the best thing of it. Stephen King said that well, that was the only movie they ever allowed him to direct. <laughs> <laughs> and he just it, it was it was like the um it was like the Rick James quote, Keith, cocaine's hell of a drug. <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't think that um, <clears throat> let's get off topic. But Stephen King adaptations of his movies to the big screen sometimes they're not hit or miss. Well. They don't translate sometimes. Hit or miss. That's uh, some of some I mean, of them. They, they fall into the wrong hands. I mean, then sometimes they're great. I mean, lately there's been some good ones, but or it, but um, there's it's tough to uh, kind of explain what he's maybe yeah. if you've what never he's seen, saying. If you've never seen Maximum Overdrive, like. You just have to go in like knowing you're going to watch a really cheesy, cor- like in fact it's not even cheesy; it's corny. It's like <laughs> yeah, really, it's, it's a like different said, food. It's definitely not. It's not good. It's not good, and it's I don't good. even know. Now that you mentioned Stephen King in it, I've been man, yeah, that's in, I know Emilio Estevez was in it, Stephen King, and uh, he, anybody else. He has a bit part. He always likes to show up like for like oh, yeah, know, ten seconds, thing. you know. That's just thing. The other cool thing about that is they also released a 73 minute videotape of music videos to go along with the soundtrack. So I thought that was pretty I cool. Have, if I could find that, I that'd have, be awesome. I, I had the soundtrack on cassette. Nice. Um, I wasn't a fan of the movie, but man, and I, I thought it was so good. And they had, there's some uh, Bon Scott. Well, right on. Right on. His bon is a Bon Scott song. There's some Bon Scott work on there too. So I think it's a. I think it's a really cool, like ACDC record. Yeah. Well, it's basically <laughs> who made who. So. Yeah. It's it's really. Yeah, it's pretty much the. Uh, you know, that's the that's the soundtrack and the and the album. That's pretty much it. It's, they were hand in hand. So. Um, I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna pick a movie because I said I would pick one that's a good movie done by um, an artist. Um, this guy came to prominence in the '60s with a band called Fairport Convention, and then went on to uh, be a w- really well-respected sort of uh, acoustic artist. His name's Richard Thompson, and he did the soundtrack to uh, this uh, documentary. If you've never seen it, you you should watch it. It's called Grizzly Man, um, and it's the music is abs. The music. I don't want to say the music makes it, but the music is so well done that. It's, it takes this just you know this documentary story and makes it just like way more epic because the music is so incredible. Um, and if you've, if you guys, either one of you guys ever seen Grizzly Man? I have not. Have you ever seen it, Keith? No, I'm, nah, I'm going to say no. You should say it. It's about that guy, and I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but he went and lived with grizzly bears. Like he would go every year in, in Alaska and live with grizzly bears, and then finally he he pushed his luck. And the Dice. grizzly bears chomped him down, and they, they ate him. Well, they're tired of him taking up the space when and, he's not paying rent. And um, it's it's very powerful documentary. It's really, it's I mean, and it's really this guy is so bizarre. He's wacky. He's you could tell he's wacky. He's like a social <laughs> misfit. And it's I like mean, he no, can't you know, away. more people to go hanging out with grizzly bears, but yeah, you know, I just don't get where he's. Well, I mean, and it's really sad too because his girlfriend, um, who was with him, she. She got she she became grizzly food too, oh. um, and, uh, and there's there's a recording of them dying. Oh gosh! It's all oh, you guys got to see it. Just just, just they don't right. show that, but you 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 got if you've never seen it, it's like Werner Herzog. He like he's no slouch man. He knows how to make a movie. Um, check check ch- check out Grizzly Man if you've never seen it. Word. Word. Grizzly okay, man. I will. I mean, that sounds a little. I mean, even his girlfriend was involved in it too. I mean, oh, how dude, crazy. Check, check it out. They man. were they they were meant for each other. Then, They're both <laughs> nuts. baby. I want to be grizzly food with you. That's weird. <laughs> that is dedication, right there, my friends. That is dedication. Let's go kill ourselves with friggin' wild animals. Yeah, I'm probably never going to do that. I'm never going camping again. Uh, so, Lily, are you washed up? Keith, you guys got loaded up because we're gonna play a song and we're gonna and we're gonna come back. And okay. I want I want to. Yeah, I got a couple more. I want to come out hot. 
My next one is Rockin' Hard. Is a good movie, but you guys might not like it. Up in his biatch. <laughs> I got a very obscure movie, but it, the soundtrack is awesome. So oh, awesome, I love it. Let's do it. This is Potion by Shadows of the Cloud. We'll be right back on the Ludini Rock and Roll Circuit. <laughs> on the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. And you want to check those guys out. 
I always want you guys to check the bands out. It's really important, man. If you're if you're you know you're tuning in, check the bands out, man. And if um, you like what you hear, you know, pick up a T-shirt or something. Check them out. Uh, follow them on social media. This is uh, Facebook.com backslash Shadows of the Cloud. Uh, really cool melodic alternative rock kind of sound there. Really digging it. Check them out. We open the show with Dead Man's Whiskey, just like balls out. Like Dead Man's Whiskey is like you know somebody like like balls on your chin, like you know, right there. It's like in your face, rock and roll. Uh, so we are talking about soundtracks. What the hell does that even mean? I have like I have no idea. Um, I don't get the same feeling when that happens. I'm just saying. I've got balls on my chin. That's a that's a, that's that that's that thirteenth Robert Johnson song, Keith. That like Ralph Macchio was supposed to learn, but he he didn't because that oh, that dude didn't teach is. him. That's terrible. And there it is. Got balls yeah. on my chin. I bet you. I bet you. Bet you. Big Jack Butler could have played it though. <laughs> Big Jack Butler, slinging balls every Friday night. So, uh, speaking of slinging... Hey, I, got a, I got a question real quick. Did you oh, do something different? Because now, when you play songs, I can hear the music clear as day, so I don't know what I you're know. doing here. See, it's the miracle of technology. <laughs> for, a, cause for probably for the last year, or however long I've been doing this off and on, I can't hear the music, so if you ever ask me, like, hey, what did you think of that track? I'll be like, I don't I know. know. Probably awesome well, here's what... Uh, there, there's a setting... In Zoom that fix that fixes all of that and I, and Zoom has been updated many times since the COVID thing because more people are used so they've added all kind of cool stuff that you can do so there's now a way to like send out good sounding audio over Zoom so go Zoom That's it. Uh, this isn't an advertisement for Zoom speak but it is an advertisement for Wolf's Customs online so check those guys out get yourself a custom uh, job custom job on your instrument shout out to Rock Rage Radio. Love you guys. RockRidgeRadio.com. So, who's next? Lily was going to go. What do you got? We were we were coming out of the gate hot. All right. What do you my, got? my next one is a, is an animated movie, just so you know. What? Yes. Okay, I'm turning your microphone off. No, it's Tarzan <laughs> because it's Phil Collins. I don't care what you say. Phil Collins from Def Leppard. No, Phil Collins as in Phil Collins. Phil Collins and Phil Collins should do a He uh, composed the entire album. He won a Grammy for the original song, You'll Be In My Heart, at peak number five. And it was a comeback for him. And he sold over three million copies So, of the soundtrack. And it's Phil Collins, so that's why I added it. No, it's all right now. Phil's, Phil's, <laughs> Phil's all right. I'm glad he's doing something, man. I know it's Disney. I get it. I, I like. I, yeah, I thought it was a cool dude that like... I can feel it coming. I mean, that's some that's some epic stuff, dude. So go, Phil. Right? <laughs> yes. Never, ever, ever <laughs> play a cymbal in that song, door When you play the groove, there's no hi hat in that song, sir. When you're ever there, no hi hat. All right, go ahead. So we can't mimic it. <laughs> I, I just remember hearing that for the first time on DVE when that when they played that song. I was I was completely flabbergasted by that. It is probably like, the most air drum song of all time. And it's usually done wrong, right? And, and, but it's the thing it. of it is, is like it sounded it's like great. nothing else, and the drums were nah. so forward. It was like oh, yeah. it was like something. I and it, it, it's hard now because we have thirty years of it. But when you got to go back, that nothing sounded like that. And when that song broke, I was like. Oh my God! This is insane, <laughs> and and it deserves to be it deserved to become the classic that it did. What's what's next on your list, Keith? All right, this movie may be not known to everybody, but I'm pretty sure it did win an Oscar for Best Picture that year. But the soundtrack is amazing. It is Birdman, 
the virtue of whatever the hell it is with Michael yeah, Keaton yeah. replaced the old. The the actual soundtrack is just drums, so I got a little soft spot for that. There's no real like instrumentation in the in the movie. If you watch it, I'm not if you've seen it at all, or if you next time you watch it or watch it for the first time, there is nothing but drums through the entire song. That's all. Every time there's a scene, it's just somebody playing the drums, which is Antonio Sanchez, who's a great drummer, but. It's, it is a cool documentary of the making of the soundtrack. And that's all the director wanted was someone to play the drums through the through the scene. So instead of mood music in a lot of the songs or a lot of the parts, there's just somebody being playing a drum set. A drum set, music. really? Yeah, that's just all. That the entire oh. movie is just Antonio Sanchez, okay. a great drummer, playing drums through the entire thing. And it's but he does such a good job that it catches the mood of the movie. Which the movie jumps around a little bit here and there with the storyline, but it's uh, it's definitely an interesting soundtrack, and it's it's a it's a good movie. I don't know if it's great, but I mean I've seen it a few times. But what always sucked me into the movie was the fact where the it's just interesting to have one man sitting there playing the freaking drums and making it work. That's pretty much. The, I mean, there's no real other music in the movie. That's at Keith's house. <laughs> Oh, that's that's the doorbell. Yeah, <laughs> I remember it that came from when we were clear there. Clear as freaking day, man. It was crystal like, freaking clear. It sounded like that? I played a sound effect on the podcast. It they was heard like, that because they said it's crystal clear. Because then I said, "Well, that's my that's my doorbell." <laughs> Someone ever enters the house, I my last dying sound in my head is the freaking sci-fi sound that I, of the doorbell or the alarm. It's the alarm. <laughs> um. Okay. Um, blah, 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 blah. okay, let's just let's just like let's just get this out of the way. The Beatles are there's like 20 things with the Beatles, right? Legit. You know, hard days, night, eight days a week. Um, yesterday is a you know, I mean, that's all the Beatles music that movie hinges on the Beatles music, Sergeant Pepper. As you know, really, it's an awful go, movie, go with that. but I like some of the I actually have that on my list, Sergeant Pepper. It's just a, it's a shitty movie. I hate well, I only like I only watch the movie because Aerosmith's in it. And across <laughs> the universe, um, so like yeah, the Beatles, that, like I mean, I, what I mean, I like if you can't, I mean, it's kind of cheating to make a movie with the Beatles music because the, I mean, it's the Beatles. It's <laughs> you not know, it's like your music, like like even if your movie sucks, like Yellow Submarine, which is a very bizarre, weird. Uh, you know, kind of like, kinda I don't strange. know if it's a good movie or not, but it's full, filled with Beatles music. And so it's like kind of hard to like poo poo it because it's the freaking Beatles. So freaking I just, I just on my list, I have the Beatles and I have a, about, you know, five different things listed there. What can you say? The, the freaking Beatles. Beatles. Hey, I've, I've, not Beatles. One thing to interject with, I, I've met, since I've moved through, I've met two different people who, who have dissed the Beatles in the last huh. few months. Uh, you know, I know some people who don't like the Beatles. I just, I don't understand it, but. Well, every once in a while, we'll run one of those posts on Facebook, like, name a band who, like, everybody loves, but you think you don't really get or don't like. Beatles. And some people will say the Beatles. Yeah. They just don't. They just yeah, don't well, get. one is a young kid who's, like, into, like, heavier music, and he was like, I don't get that band. It's the most overrated band ever. I'm like, are you really going to say that with a straight face? I mean, you're 20, not even 20 years old. What the hell do you know anyway? They've probably but influenced your bands that you listen to, just saying. Yeah, so... <laughs> And the other one was just, a, uh, he's more of a, like, one of butthurt kind of Stones fans. And if you don't like the Stones, it's, the Stones are number one on everybody's list. I was like, the Stones never even cracked my freaking top ten. But they whatever. don't even crack your butt crack, I know. O-M-G. We, we had, we had a talk. And there about, it is. Last week, 
Stu, uh, Stu uh, Keith practically got up and left the podcast when somebody mentioned the Rolling Stones. So we don't I, want I that didn't to mention happen. the Rolling Stones. I mentioned Mick. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, that was it. Yeah, the, the Stones. I mean, one of the best, I mean, I respect the band that can stay together that long, but I mean, their music just does nothing for me, man. <laughs> And so, I, you know, I apologize to Stones fans out there, but it's just, I mean, come on. I mean, look at that shit. I mean, what it, it is what it is. It is what it is. So, Lily, what's what's on your list? We've got a good time for a few more, so what's <clears> on your um, list? Next on my list is Eddie and the Cruisers. Oh, mm-hmm. sugar. I forgot 1984, about John Cafferty. Um, they asked the director to describe a fictitious band. He basically described what John Cafferty and the Beaver Brown Band was doing. Um, they asked Cafferty to write a few songs, and then after they saw how amazing his songs were, they said, hey, write the whole thing. He did. And uh, the main song on the film, On the Dark Side, was number one in the country. On the Dark Side. Yeah. I love that movie, and I need to watch it again. I do have, I have, I have, I both. have both. I have them both. And yeah. I have the one soundtrack. I got. I went, to, I went down to the exchange one day. Got excited like I, I got, do. I, I was like, no, nah, <laughs> now I got to get them both. Got, you know, I have it on vinyl, too, the, uh, the first one. So do you like Eddie <laughs> and the Cruisers, or do you think it's stupid? That's no. I think that that's one that I'm kind of pissed that I never thought about that one. Where did you get that one at? That's awesome. I recently watched like, it. That's why. <laughs> uh, I've never would even that that one there. I was like, because it's an okay movie. I don't think it's great, but I mean, it's yeah. like, but it's one of them things where I'm. That's one that I'm kind of like, man. I never. Th- I didn't think about that one. That is. That's a good one. I no. even like the story. I think it's a good story. I don't know yeah, how I feel about it. It's not a, definitely not an awful movie. I mean, it's the, you know, it's it's a movie I could I could watch it once and mm. just be like. Alright. Yeah, I'm uh that's my last that's not my last one, I got one more. <laughs> I gave you one too. I'm not doing that one. <laughs> that's you, buddy. What do you got, Keith? You got I'm anything else? I mean damn, what do I gotta do here? Alright, so I think the last one or one of the ones I have on top of my list, I don't really have them in any kind of order as usual, but I mean I think the one that just kind of should be maybe king of the heap is by Purple One himself, Purple Rain. Purple oh, Rain is yeah. a, done by a genius musician, probably the best, arguably the best musician that ever lived. Uh, but the, the movie itself lacks lacks a little bit of the acting chops. I mean, it's it's, I don't it's like fun to watch because the, mu- <laughs> the, mu- the music is so awesome that it's fun to watch, and it's you know the, all the live scenes are cool and everything, but the actual storyline. And the acting itself, there's nobody going to save that. Play. To to be to be completely fair, not all the music in Purple Rain is by Prince. The time is in the in there. Apollonia is in there. So just I'm just saying. I mean the movie, yeah. But if you look at the soundtrack, the soundtrack is all Prince. Yeah, it that, is all that, Prince. I'm just you saying. Don't, yeah, well, <laughs> definitely that. But it's like you don't go on the soundtrack and look for you know Jungle Love. It's not on that. You know, I mean oh, it's in the movie, oh, yeah, oh. but it's never included with that. I mean, Jesse. Now Jerome. Purple Rain, Purple Rain soundtrack is you know basically just all Prince. I mean, some, I freaking, some, I know. Some, it's, some, I don't give a crap. I think that movie is like I freaking love that movie. That movie was such a huge part of my like adolescence <laughs> and like everything, man. I thought like I like I thought that movie told you like everything about how to get girls. And everything was completely wrong, but you know. It, I was just, I was, oh man, that was movie was everything. Prince was the coolest, and he he had this wore this freaking like purple jacket with his the, with the ruffles, and and he rode this motorcycle, well, yeah, and he, and he got he got the, he got, she got this hot chick off, you know? to take off all her clothes and jump in the in the uh, purify herself in the waters of Lake Manitonka. I mean, like everything about it was just like wow, 
wow, I'm so not worthy. This was one of the first cassettes my mother gave me just to listen to out of her collection. And I love it because it also has one of the most controversial songs uh, on it, according to, you know, the Tipper Gore and the whole crew. But also reached number one. Like, one of his first albums reached number one. So it's, yeah. I, when, I heard, when I heard that guitar at the beginning of When Doves oh, Cry, stop. I'm like, I'm done. This is the greatest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Done. I think Let's Go Crazy is my favorite. On my, on my... I think I think to this day, Purple Rain is probably still the best power ballad of all time. It's just it's like a, it's a rock anthem, man. I mean, it's, and there's it's no crazy. there's no bass on When Doves Cry. There's not. There's no bass. It's really interesting because they did they kept on playing with it, and they were like, mm, nah, I think we're gonna leave the bass off. And we were like, what? You can't you can't release a single with no bass on it. And Prince is like, I think we're gonna release a single with no bass on it. The guitar solo uh, at the end of Let's Go Crazy. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah very kind of every time kind of thing. That's great. Yeah, it's always fun to ask bass players who plays bass on one Dove Crowd to see their face go. I don't know, about, I don't know. And they think and think and think because they just don't realize that there's no unless you read somewhere that there's no bass. <clears throat> there, there is no bass line. Or what the hell's going on? You know, on? before before the Black Keys and the White Stripes, there was Prince. Prince. Um, here's one. This is kind of obscure, but first of all, I'm a huge fan of this movie. Um, and second of all, this the Goblin Goblin does the soundtrack to Suspiria, which is this very bizarre, twisted story uh, movie by uh, Dario Argento, and some of it's dubbed. It's very weird. It's very crazy, and you either like it or you don't. But yeah, Goblin does the soundtrack, and they Goblin actually has toured with the sound with the movie playing like on a giant screen as they perform the soundtrack live, and I've heard that that is not to be missed. I heard that that's very very cool. Uh, so Goblin doing the Suspiria soundtrack. Nice. I didn't know that. Actually. <laughs> Boom! Drop the mic. You gonna say that one you you typed there? You gonna say that one? Because I'm not saying that one. Which one? No, you I'm know. not gonna say that one. <clears throat> you got anything else on your list? No, Purple Rain was mine. Um, Keith, you got anything else? Yeah, I'm gonna stay with the same artist. But he's done a, quite a few uh, soundtracks. A lot of them are to his movies, but he also did a Tim Burton movie called Batman, where he did the entire soundtrack. <gasps> Never yeah. heard of it. Not a fan. Oh my god, I totally forgot about that. <laughs> And there's some there's some kick ass tunes on. I mean, Bad Dance Alone is awesome. Yes. And Party Man, all that shit is great, man. That's a funky album too. I mean, that's Prince. So what are you gonna do? But it's like he's done like Under the Cherry Moon and Graffiti Bridge and a lot of stuff. It's just like not good movies, but it's like it's Prince. So you're like, shit, man. I'll just listen to the. It's soundtrack. It's like who cares and, how bad the movie is? We yeah. want to watch. We want to hear yeah. the music. Um, and, and well, if we're gonna talk Batman, and I'm just gonna throw as a kind of like honorable mention aside, Danny Elfman, who is the leader. Of Oingo Boingo has gone on to like he wrote the Simpsons theme like you know like there it is know? and he's pre- he did the original Batman the the Tim the original Tim Burton Batman <clears throat> so um, yeah I think Mark Mark Mothersbaugh from Devo has some t- television credits to his to his uh, television show Maybe. his credit too I just don't know what his name comes up on some stuff it might even been some episodes of the Simpsons or I don't know definitely the exactly. Simpsons. Um, I'm going to throw out the other soundtrack that Queen did. And this movie is a little, is, a, is a, I think, a better movie. I haven't seen it, so that's why um, I didn't put it on my list. Um, this is now, 
It, I cannot say that this is a great movie only because this is like a movie from my childhood that I kind of grew up with and liked as a kid. So it's a nostalgia value. So you may, so if you're an older person and you've never seen it, you may watch it and go like, this is terrible. <clears throat> but um, it's Highlander. And most notably, well, first of all, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Here it is. I mean, I can't even know. I, can't, I don't even know where to start. Uh, but the, the, the soundtrack was called It's a Kind of Magic. And um, Prince of the Universe is on it. Who Wants to Live Forever, which is in the Bohemian Rhapsody movie when he finds out he has AIDS. Mm-hmm. And it's so powerful. Um, but that is a very, I mean, Queen, <laughs> they never did it. Queen wins. Even when they do like kind of like Radio Gaga and those kind of, you know, kind of poppy things. It's you still good, but it's Queen. <laughs> You can't say anything really bad, you know. It's, about but, it's, it. but it's Queen, and you really—what can you say? I love Queen. You know what's funny about Queen is they used to be like when someone said, "Who's your guilty pleasure in college music?" It'd be Queen, and I'm like, now I say that now I'm like, why would I ever have said that? Why was I embarrassed to say that? Because I love them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Really, really um, that's a, that's a, that's a top five rock band of all time, maybe even three. Yeah, um, but a couple of ones we just we're kind of dancing around. Uh, Keith, cl- uh, close your ears. Um, Joan Jett, Light of Day. Um, oh, yeah, so, I mean, yeah, I know. Uh, the Bee Gees, Saturday Night Fever. That was on Rolling Stones list, actually. Like I said, I don't, I don't think the movie's great. It's not awesome. It's one of the movies. that's like, eh, if it's on, the VH1 plays a lot. I mean, the soundtrack is the soundtrack is. Let me tell you, best selling soundtracks of all time. That is what made that movie. I have because it on if vinyl. you take that out of there, it's a kind of like okay, John Travolta in tight pants. It's not really like there's not much going on. It's I just recently watched, um, and this is not this is a law of topic. I just recently watched Urban Cowboy for the first time. Oh my god, I love that movie, and I don't that's care how better, awful it is. is I love is a, it. That is a way better movie. That's got a better story, and it's grittier and stuff like that. But one of the things about that movie is the music is like it brought out all this country music that people Charlie Daniels from, is in there yeah, that people weren't all that familiar with with yet. And you know, brought it brought it to the forefront. So it was a kind of like a revolution uh, in music, and the and definitely Saturday Night Fever was. Uh, that is just like that's the whole movie is the music. You mm. go to that, you watch that movie because of the music. That's. I mean, may, yeah, maybe the maybe the ladies like John Travolta and tight pants and Saturday Night Fever, and then they watch him with the cowboy hat and the tight pants and Urban Cowboy. I'll take the John Travolta that's overweight and does heroin and Paul Fiction and Vince Vega any day. <laughs> Vince Vega, right? Um, <laughs> that's a that's a that's a way better role for him. Do we want to? Uh, uh, we're about we're out of time. We're out of time. Maybe we'll do another um, uh, show on biopics because I, I I jotted a few down. Um, a couple that you may not know or remember, guys, is Simon and Garfunkel's work on The Graduate, which is yes, there are some other artists on there, but it's primarily it's predominantly. Them. Um, and I remember going like seeing going to see that movie and being like, oh, my God, I love this song. I love this song. I love this song. I love this song. So uh, if you ever seen it, it is a really it's a great comedy as well. You should definitely check it out. Um, and I'm trying to see if there's anything else quickly. Um, the Dust Brothers Fight Club. Um, I love that movie. Yeah, yeah. that's cool. Tron, remember uh, Daft Punk, number Tron. two robots. They, they did Tron, Tron Legacy. I was going to say that next. Movie. Yeah. So there's a handful out there. There's a whole bunch out there. Check out the internet. Uh, Keith, we're getting yeah. out of here. What do you got going on? Anything going on this week? Any shows? Any 
tours? What's going on? No, I wish I was on. A, I wish I was on some kind of thing, making some some cash. I don't have. I got a gig July 11th, so until then, I'm just I'm quarantining with everybody else. So. I played two gigs this week. I had a lot of fun. Thank you, Mark Shuttleworth, for uh, asking me to play. It was really cool. A lot of fun. Harmony in on Wednesday, and then we played uh, Green Dance Winery on Saturday. Um, oh, that's a fun gig. I played that before. I was you? pretty hammered, but yeah, it was. Yeah, a good no, gig. no, it, it was. It was really cool. It was an afternoon show, and I ran to some people I knew. I, you know, it was so weird. Like, I, well, we can talk about it another time. But yeah, so I, so Mark, I'm really grateful, buddy, that you have called me for some shows, and I'm working with Mark again very soon. So I will let you guys know about that. Lily V Six, you have your own thing going on. I have my own show, Hot Licks with Lily Six, Thursday nights at six p.m. Eastern. However, it will not be this week because I am taking the week off for the fourth. And so catch me next week, 6 p.m. Download the app. Go to rockrageradio.com. Rockrageradio.com. <laughs> right, I'm disappearing for a few days. We are going to end the show for today. We're going to hang out for a little wee bit for the fans online and talk and chit-chat for a bit. But, um, hey, guys, you've been hit, you had some great music tonight. We had Dead Man's Whiskey Shadows of the Cloud. I promise I have two new songs in the can that Keith played on with me, and they're coming out very, 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 very soon. So sit tight. I think, that, I think that's pretty awesome. Not the fact that I'm on it is awesome, but that is pretty awesome. I think the fact that I never thought of a band named Dead Man's Whiskey pisses me off. So I want, I would Isn't like that to a great right name? Isn't that a, yeah, I it's love, a great I, name? Like, I love and I hate when that happens. When you like you hear band, you're like, Shit, why didn't I think of that? Because <laughs> it's nothing like you know, you wouldn't have thought of before. You try to be so overly sophisticated at the time, and think of some crazy shit, but then all of a sudden, you're like, some band just rolls around that has good because I mean, the songs are good too, right? So yeah. it's like, well, that would be bad. Song, what would be sucky? What's the name of that band? And they, you know, you spit out the name, and it's like, man, what's out of the thought of that? Well, it's like your name was the shitty Beatles. <laughs> <laughs> are they any good? No, they suck. So it's not just a clever name. The best line from uh, Wayne's, Wayne's World. World. But uh, anyways, guys, uh, Heath Hawk Hawkins, Lily V6. My name is Lou Lombardi. Check us out at lulombardirocks.com. This is where of all the acid queens gone. We'll catch you on the next Ludini Rock and Roll Circus.
Class, class.